to our F3 podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to faith, family, and finances. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Lionel M. Blair Sr., and I'm standing, well, sitting, <laughs> next to my lovely, gorgeous, perfect wife. She almost like God, y'all. She almost like God. Almost. No one compares to him. My perfect wife, Dr. Jasmine Blair, and we are here for part two. Part two. Part two, okay, of ministry transitions. Because some folks just, just don't have no act right. No, no indeed. So listen, make sure if you're new here, first of all, welcome to the F3 Podcast. Welcome. We're glad to have you here. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Hit the notification bell so you can be notified every time we premiere a new episode. If you did not see part one, we will drop the link here. That way you are able to go back and look at part one and get caught up. So part two can make a little more sense to you. So we left off talking about ministry transitions and so at this point in the conversation, it's like, okay, you're learning. Some of you realize you've got to go back and correct how you left a ministry because you did not leave correctly. You probably need to take a seed or a trespass offering. Let's talk about that before we go yeah. further in, into this topic and how to heal and how to join another ministry. Let's first talk about that. Uh, I, I want to kick that over to you because, see, I don't hear people talk about trespass offerings very often. Yeah, because see, a lot of y'all have done people wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. He done his leaders wrong. Okay. Uh, 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 rather they were right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come on. Rather they were right or wrong. And guess what? God is still looking at for wrong compared to the seat that he sat them in. That's right. Okay. Don't forget David and Saul. Mm. Okay. Remember, God's ways are not our ways. So he judged leaders by a different timetable. And you trying to play social justice vigilante is going to land you in the world of trouble with God. God didn't get Saul until later. I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this to make a point. God didn't get Saul until years down the line. But he was still processing David. You understand? So you don't have a right to come against a seat, first of all, that, that you don't sit in. Because that seat is greater than you still. Okay? So with that being said. A lot of you all trying to be vigilantes and all this other stuff have come up against leaders and seats. Mm -hmm. You understand? And what you need to do is take an offering. Okay. Come on. Take an offering. What you need to do is take an offering. Rather, they were right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest. I've done it. Okay. I have done it. Okay. So there were some leaders I fell out with in, in, in the past. And guess what? They were wrong. But I didn't always react the best either. So you so you wonder what I did? I sent an offering. Mm -hmm. And I had to send an offering because, you know, I'm blocked. Come on. I'm blocked. So so I can't I can't just call you. Okay, I can't just message you. I mean, I, I could have tried email, but you blocked me on everything else. So you probably blocked me on that too. But I sent an offering. Okay, so some of you 
some of you, you left ministries and your life ain't going the way that it should. Your relationship with God is in mm -hmm. shambles and everything else. And, and, and for real, a lot of time when you leave a specific covering, okay, uh, uh, that protection is long, no longer there. Whether the leader is perfect or not, they had the ability to cover you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why, and that's why you, you, you leave a ministry more wounded than what you were. Okay. And then guess what? Okay. That, that leader's covering is still potent enough to cover others, but ain't potent enough to cover you. Mm. It works for others, but it don't work for you. Right. I'm the Supreme sheep. <laughs> I need invincible galactic covering. <laughs> I need a galactical pastor that can handle and house my anointing. My anointing, <laughs> my anointing is the greatest <laughs> in the ministry and the pastor should listen to me. <laughs> That's how some of y'all be acting, man. Some of y'all are funny. But uh but but yeah so so you need you need to take an offering. You 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 need to take an offering a trespass offering because you trespass you trespass against the leader. And trespass means you did it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh, not an accident. Now, now, and okay, yes, but in all fairness, all right, don't, don't, don't laugh. Don't, don't rebuke me. I'm not sure how you accidentally tear up and divide a church either, though. Yeah. But like, like, yeah. you, you can't. Can you really do that on an accident? It no. has to be on purpose. It's on purpose. Okay. You, we, we talk about division. That's why the Bible says mark them. Can you imagine reading the little greedy card? I apologize for accidentally causing division in your church. Well, <laughs> I, I unintentionally cause division. I unintentionally. I can't help what people did. Huh? You can't accidentally divide a church. Let me say that again. You cannot accidentally cause division. You cannot accidentally cause division. You cannot accidentally cause division. It has to be on purpose. You did it on purpose. Now, you might not have foreseen the full outcome, but that initial decision, that initial split moment, that, that pause, that was on purpose. It was on purpose. I've seen people... I've seen people who, who who split ministries purposely call people, purposely try to hold private meetings, purposely mm -hmm. try to uh, gather people and then call the pastor to try to entrap them in front of the people. Okay. All of that is wickedness. And you're going to hell. You're going to hell if you don't repent. Yeah. Because, see, because, see, you can say, God forgive me all day long, but see, you got to repent. That means you got to know you wrong. You got to feel sorry about that thing. Godly sorrow works works repentance. You got to feel sorry about that thing, okay? And then change your heart and your attitude about that situation, that thing, and that person. For real. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. So skipping past the, the trespass offerings and now kind of going into... Whether you left, right, or wrong, now you're in the space where you're churchless. You you are in a a limbo, a purgatory of sort. You you don't have a church home. You don't have any spiritual advisement. Nobody to call and pray for you. And and you know unless you actually did leave correctly, you have some solid friends or or church family from there. So you're just kind of out here. 
What do you do while you're in this transition? The first thing that you need to do is you need to develop your relationship with God. A lot of people, especially if you've been wounded, maybe you you maybe you didn't cause division. Maybe right. you got caught in the crossfire of somebody else causing division. Right. You need to make sure that you pray, you are restored, and you are communing with God. This is the time where your prayer closet is your friend. Now, if you don't have a prayer closet, this this, this might be an interesting time for you to try to hurry up and, and, and get that type of relationship with God. This is the time that you've got to fast pray, cry out to God, go back over the experience with God, find out what you did well, what you did not do so well, and repent for anything that is your part. Pray for that pastor, the will of God. Pray for the ministry that the will of God is done. Pray for all the souls that are there. See, this is how you make sure that you have removed all offense on your part. If you can't pray the will of God, I'm not saying just, just bless them. When you say don't just be blessed, pray the will of God. Because that takes your own emotions out of it, your own feelings out of it. No matter what you feel, you will be able to stand up in the court alone and say, I didn't curse nobody. I pray that the will of God be done in that pastor's life and in that ministry and within the congregation. And I left it alone. This is how you clear yourself. In, 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 in the realm of the spirit is how you clear yourself from any wrongdoing is how you clear yourself. Yeah. Most people you so mad, you can't even say, God, let your will be done at right. that ministry. Right. Right. You, you, you can, you can't pray for him. another. I remember one, I remember, I remember one leader I, I, I broke away from. I mean, he was coming against me bad. I mean, this was, this was really bad. And, uh, you know, one day the Lord told me, he said, I want you to pray for him. I said, what? Mm -mm. <laughs> he said, he said, I, I, I want you to pray for him. And I want you to pray that God bless his ministry. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. Oh, boy, that prayer was hard. That prayer was hard. And I mean, I, you know, it, God ain't want no general prayer either. He wanted me to pray, speak in tongues, shata bakute le brekando, something like that. You know, God wanted he, a real he, prayer. He wanted real prayer, <laughs> intercession, all that. You, you know, breakthrough prayer. Yeah, <laughs> and this person was wicked, mm. wicked. Wrong as two left shoes on a hot summer day. Wicked, and God said, "Pray for him. Pray mm. for his ministry. Pray that God increase him and expand him." I'm just like, but. You want that to expand? You want that to, you understand? But God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, you, see, God wanted to check my heart in the midst of me going through everything I was going through from this individual. God wanted me to make sure that my heart was properly aligned with him concerning that individual. Mm. Because... Don't you know that some of the, the, the don't you know the people that hate you and that's antagonizing you, God love them too? Mm, come on. God love them too. And you don't understand God's redemptive plan for somebody. You don't understand, you know, rather God is still using an individual to birth a pioneer something in the earth or not. Right. So, so you got to have the right heart when you out here, you know, when you come out of a ministry where, where you've actually have been uh, wounded, mm -hmm. you know. 
you you've actually been been wounded because see praying for that individual properly align your heart with God concerning that individual because who knows y'all may have to have a conversation down the line y'all may end up on the same flyer somewhere at the same conference and then what yeah yeah and and and, and this and, and it may not be a conference God may let you pull pull out or pull back out of because 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 a lot of us we do that too. If mm -hmm. if we invited to a venue or somebody else on the flyer that we ain't we don't particularly care for, childish, we'll, we'll pull we'll pull right on out that thing, okay. Especially if they've they've antagonized our ministry, we'll pull right on out that day. I've seen that happen so many times, mm -hmm. okay. I've never done it, but I've seen it happen so many times. We do that kind of stuff, so childish. You, so so you got to make sure that your heart. Is right when you're transitioning, because if not, you're gonna bring that same wounded brokenness to the ministry you go to next. And I get it, you know, if you've been genuinely wounded, some people have to minister to those areas. But see, we don't also look at how we contribute sometimes to that to to that too. But that's a different that's a different podcast. Absolutely, that's a different podcast. But your heart got to be properly aligned, okay? And you have to be. Listen, and, and it, it don't take 15 years to heal. No. Healing takes time. It does. But I love what Mike Murdoch said. If time heals all wounds, then God is unnecessary. Mm. See, we got to have a thicker skin. See, the things that I went through caused me to have a thicker skin. Mm-hmm. You understand? I thank God for, for, for all the leaders that came against me, tried to curse me, blah, 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 all this other stuff, because it gave me a thicker skin, you know, you know, now a lot of that stuff I don't care about. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that stuff, you, you, you catch me on the right day, fuel me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll give you more to talk about. So, so, uh, you know, you know, you just got to have the right kind of heart knowing that God chastised those that he loved and he could have allowed this because he's maturing you. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. So even... While you're in this space, another good thing for you to do is to review the prophetic words that you've received. This is a good time for you to look back over them. You know, the word tells us what war, a good warfare with the prophetic word that's spoken over your life. This is a good time to review those words, to look over what you're dealing with. Well, see if any of those prophetic words are relative to where you are. See which ones have expired, which ones you missed and didn't fulfill, which ones are still yet to come to pass. This is where you also make an assessment of where you are, how much you've grown, and, and the steps you need to take next. For some of you, you might be in it very, very few, very few. Don't nobody get up here and say I said it. For some of you, you may be in a transition where it is time for you to launch out and start a ministry. But for most of you, you still have some type of training or development that still needs to happen after this transition. And the prophetic words that you have, if you've been documenting them and you've been keeping up with them, will reveal that. Right. You can't stay home forever. Right. Even if you connect to a mentor, you connect somewhere virtually, you can't just stay home and, and be a bedside Christian somewhere because you're mad at your last pastor. <laughs> Right. That don't work. No, you're going to have to forgive, move forward, and become a part of a household of faith at some point. Also, while you're in this space, 
uh, uh, examining, you done repented, you done prayed for the church, you've gone back over your prophetic words to war, good warfare with the prophetic words that are spoken over your life. The next thing that you need to do, uh, you got to get prayer closet. You need to make sure you understand the actual call and destiny on your life. What you're pursuing, were you pursuing a pipe dream? Were you pursuing a false opportunity? Or do you actually have clarity on where you're supposed to be developing to? Make an assessment before God, how close you are achieving that or how much more you still have to accomplish before that thing is realized in your life. And then you need to start your search for another ministry. Mm-hmm. Then you need to start your search for another ministry. First thing you need to do, you need to visit a few times. You need to visit a few times, get comfortable, get acclimated, see what you like, see what you didn't like. But more importantly, hello, God needs to be included in your decision on whichever ministry you're deciding to transition to next. See, the error for a lot of people, because you're wounded, because you're offended, because you're in this unique place, you either rush into another ministry too fast just because you want to belong somewhere or you wait too long because you're all mad and offended and then you have all this wool and you become unteachable and difficult to deal with or you pick somebody that you like they ministry and, and and for half of y'all that's the real reason why you just hopped and skipped out the last ministry and said my time and season was up because you like somebody's message you like the way they preach you like their charisma and said you know what i want to be over there with them because i like the way that they preach half of y'all that's the real reason why you left anyway yep We've seen people like that, people up for promotion, people up for eldership, people up to uh, become uh, Pastor. pastors and co-pastors, and you just skip that church and go to where you think the next opportunity is, a place that's trending, a place that's popping, a place that everybody wants to be. Why was God not included in your decision to join another one of his churches? I, I, I don't get it. Inquiring minds want to know questions that need answers. Yeah, Signs that make you wonder why was God not included in your decision to join another one of his churches? Either because it's not his church or you didn't ask him. But you know, people have this thing mm -hmm. in the back of their mind, you know, when they believe they heard God when it's really strong desire or yep. an offense their own self or or an opportunistic kind of uh thing you know because offense everything has a voice offense has a voice stubbornness has a voice rebellion has a voice you know opportunity has a voice you know so what voice you're hearing is important. Mm. This is why we need the gift of discerning of spirits. Mm -hmm. So we can know what spirit is talking. Either your spirit, uh, God's spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. or your or, or or an unregenerated part of your soul. Okay. This is why. We need the gift of discerning of spirits because a lot of people are falling prey to these secondary voices. Huh? And then, oh, oh, no, oh, I had a dream. That's why you need people judging your dreams too. 
how many people that had dreams and stuff like that, and and and, and after the dream, they was pulled right out of position. Why is that? Why are you being pulled mm, come on. out of position after a dream? Mm. And a lot of people, they live their life by dreams. And they don't live their life by scripture. They don't live their life by scripture. And that's why they don't accurately interpret their dreams or they can't discern the spirit behind their dreams. Because if there's a conflict in your soul, it'll come up in your dreams. Yeah. It's the symbols and all. The kick stop, the pit stop right there. I love what you yeah. just said. If there's a conflict in in your soul, it comes up in your dreams. If you are watching TV and they're blowing up buildings or in, in that particular movie or TV show and you're asleep, it can show up in your dreams. Yeah. You know, many times I've had a dream and I'm like, well, what was you watching on TV? Because <laughs> I, I done dreamed about a building blowing up and a bad guy and a superhero. And at times yeah. it had something to do with what was going on in the show. See, understanding, your, even though you sleep, your, your ears are still hearing, your ears still work. And this, this stuff is getting into your brain. I mean, one time I was watching uh, Supergirl on CW. And uh, uh, next thing I know, I went to sleep. Shoot, I, I went to sleep. I was flying in there with Supergirl. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I was flying in there. Shoot, do, 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 you know, I was, I was, I was, I was having fun too. <laughs> so. You know, dreams can come as a result of the busyness of the day, the Bible says. So a lot of things that you're preoccupied with can come up in your dreams. And the reality of that is when that happens, for a lot of y'all that live your lives by dream, dreams are important. Dreams are a language that God uses. But I need you to understand the level that dreams are on and the level of dreamer that you are. We're not going to make this a dream school, but this is just a quick uh, sidebar. If God primarily speaks to you in dreams, first of all, your life needs to be prioritized. Yes. You're either prideful, you're stubborn somewhere. Your life is so, you have crowded God so much out of your life that the only time he can speak to you is when you're asleep because that's the only time that you are still long enough to hear anything he got to say. Right. Let's start there. So if, if you get dreams, 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 dreams down the beginning, you know, you're giving your life to the Lord, you're growing, you're developing. Yeah, sure. But after a while, God should be speaking to you while you're awake. Right. God should be speaking to you through your Bible. God should be speaking to you in your prayer time. So if the only time he's speaking to you is when you're in dreams, you can't always go by that. Your dreams are, are affected by what you watch. Other, what other people are watching, if there's music playing, your, your neighbors getting into an argument, other people in your household, everything that you dream is not necessarily God. Just like people who don't serve God have dreams and they have nightmares, there are other influences that can influence your dreams. So you need to recognize, I mean, how many celebrities out here? Oh, when I was a little boy and I was a little girl, I always dreamed about this, this, and this. I would go to sleep at night and I would see blah, blah, blah. It's possible to have dreams that have nothing to do with God. It's, right. it's part of a, we're not uh, going to limit God, but we're also going to be realistic that if you've exposed yourself to certain stuff, watching TV, reading the book, watching the talk show, listening to a podcast, those things can be in your dreams while your brain is trying to file the information and sort through everything that you dealt with, especially if you're so busy, you don't sit down and have a certified seat anywhere. Come on. Come on. That is important. 
But more importantly, do you have your dreams judged? Or are you just going off of what you think it means? Ah, come on here. Because most people who are, are busy, frequent dreamers like that, uh, unless you're skilled in interpretation, unless you're working with somebody, you're just taking a stab in the dark. You're just guessing. And, and a lot of people, well, I seen this and this in a dream or this part. Just because the person was in a dream don't mean the dream was about them. They could be a symbol. They could represent something. Most people that dream really dreaming about themselves. Yep. If it's a God dream. Now, now if it's not a God dream, is is either what you've been around or whatever conflicts you have is coming up now. Okay, it's, 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 it's like a it's like boiling water. Once that water starts boiling, mm -hmm. it bubbles up into your dream life. Okay, so um, uh, uh, when it comes to dreams and visions, you got to make sure. And uh, again, we're not making this a dream school or anything right. like that. But but I know there's a lot of saints are tripped up with training. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we got to get into the language of God and all that other stuff. So, but, but if your dreams are, and we've had people say this too, God sent you here, and then a year later, I had a dream. Okay. I have a dream. A dream by what? Well, God's sending me somewhere my season up. I say, you ain't even been here long enough. You ain't been here long enough to have a season. What in the world? And, and listen, I have to use our experiences and examples because we've been in this thing for a while now. We've yes, seen indeed. a lot. Okay, we've seen a lot and we've had to learn to decipher through a lot and discern a lot, you know. Um, um, and, 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 and really, I mean, we're being comical and things like that, but we're really trying to help you all. Yeah. Because a lot of you all are being tricked by dreams, visions, um, um, and 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 everything that encompasses that, right? And and even false prophecy, because or, or an immature prophet will come up to you and read your soul and tell you what you're feeling, mm -hmm. and make you feel like it's the will of God, and that's something that God wants you to do. So that's another thing about discerning false prophetics. Um, so so uh, when it comes to coming into a ministry now, yeah. When it comes to coming into a ministry, you need to make sure you make peace with your last ministry. Yes. That's a requirement for you come to our ministry. You got to make peace with your last ministry. Yeah, don't or just at least up attempt and leave. to. Well, I stopped going about two months ago. Okay, well, you still need to contact somebody and, and at least try to have a meeting. If they won't meet with you, send an email and be sure to include in that email. I spoke to so-and-so uh, in attempts to have a face-to-face -face meeting to do this the correct way. And since... I'm not afforded that at this time. Please consider this my way of blah, 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 blah. Right. You don't just stop going. Don't you? Okay. If you miss two days of work, you're fired. Two. No show, no call. Some some of these little rinky places, three. No show, no call is an automatic termination. How you, how you don't show up to church for two months? Oh, I'm a member there. No, you miss two days at your job, you're fired. Unless you got a note to prove you was half dead in the hospital somewhere. You're fired. But but you you don't go to church for two months. And you consider that uh, uh, you still being a member. Yeah, I just haven't been in a while. So you just think you're just going to come over here 
you first of all, you went AWOL on your assignment over there, but you think you're just gonna come and join over here and just it'd be all right. No, go face that pastor and, and tell them in love the, the decision that you're making because they're not gonna see you at our service and see the back of your head. I know that hairstyle. <laughs> That's Sister Watermelon. No wonder she hasn't been to choir practice in eight weeks. You're not going to have them calling me because they see the back of your head at the service because you're trying to sneak and, and leave. Right. No. You you joined in their face. You need to leave in their face. It is what it is. You went there. You joined face-to-face. You need to be able to have that same level of integrity when you're departing. Come on. That's it. That same level of integrity. And now you said this last episode, you touched on it a little bit, but I want you to go into detail. Okay. You you were talking about when people leave their father's house uh, untimely, uh-huh. and even when they go back, they still have to serve their way up. When you join a new ministry, you have to serve oh, your boy. way up. I want you to talk about that. Yes, yes, yes. Because, see, again, like I said before, we look at it from a one-dimensional, one-sided thing when we join a ministry. Oh, this is a place where I can be fed. This is a place where I can be long. Now I can implement my Bible study program that I've been, God had given me 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we, we've <laughs> seen that too. People try to come, come over here and implement their Bible study plan. Finally, I've been waiting for an opportunity to institute a Bible study. Co- er, what? Excuse me? Okay, so you, you, you what? Come again? No, you you go implement our Bible study plan. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, when, 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 when you join a ministry, it's not just for you to receive, but it's also for you to contribute. Mm-hmm. It's also for you to serve because you have an assignment in that house. You have an assignment to that leader. Whether it's directly or indirectly, you have an assignment. I don't care what vision you got. You're supposed to help build their vision. And through you building their vision, whatever God has given you is going to come to fruition. You understand? But we come to these ministries with the wrong attitude. And with that wrong attitude and motive comes false expectations. And we're disappointed because we don't view the relationship right. We don't view our alignment in the house right. Mm, and because good. we don't view it right, okay. Because let me say it again, because we don't view it right, we get disappointed, we get offended, and then we start feeling all rejected, and then that's when we really get to start start getting rebellious. Okay, but your job is to serve the house. It's an exchange. Yes, y'all won't cover it, but y'all don't want to serve. Mm. Okay. Don't want to serve. Don't want to give. Don't want to volunteer. Don't want to participate. You don't want to paint when it's time to paint. Everybody talk about oh these pastors they shearing the sheep. They supposed to. Mm. I mean, what do you think a shepherd does? <laughs> First of all, shearing the sheep takes care of you, and then it also helps. It also helps take care of them. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the shepherd is supposed to partake of the meat of the sheep. Okay. That's right. I said it. So, so you're supposed to serve. 
and they're supposed to preach, teach, and cover and lead you spiritually and protect you spiritually and all of that. You understand? But a lot of y'all don't even like to give, let alone serve. My God, can can you can can you pick up a vacuum cleaner? Okay. Can you volunteer? Mm-hmm. Okay. You understand? Past pastor got a bunch of programs and stuff in the church to help the community and do it. Can can you volunteer? Mm. You don't do nothing else. At all, but sit there in the back with your arms folded. You don't even take notes because you're sitting there thinking in your mind about everything that you don't like and you disagree with. Unless they want to be prophet. And then they try to get closer to the pastor, try to bypass every leader that's been there before. With all this type of flattery. You know, stuff like that. Nah, see, see me, I see through that kind of stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I see through that kind of stuff. If I see, if I see, you know, and, and and I see it. You know, you know, our 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 upper leaders see it too, because we train them to see it. Man, listen, we we not playing no games, and and, and a lot of y'all playing games out here, okay? Because you come into these ministries for opportunities. I remember one 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 young man came to our ministry one time, and I couldn't believe he fixed his mouth to say this. Yeah, um, I'm just looking for an opportunity. I'm like, what? Er, what? So you say to do what? Er, stop right there. Opportunity? Like, and right then and there, I kind of knew that he won't go last. Mm -mm. You know, and even a, another prophet warned me about him too, and told me that uh, he was a uh, he he was he was a, a renegade, mm -hmm. and that I needed to watch out for him. Yeah, because he he wanted the opportunity. Yeah. So the, the 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 place that he felt like was gonna give him an opportunity, that's where he left him with. Yeah, you you know my rule. I I you gotta be on time. You you can't say hand you're on time to work, you're not gonna be late to church, you're not gonna be late to the events, you're not gonna be late to training, you're not gonna be late to prayer. If you say this is where God sent you and you want an opportunity to do something in ministry. I don't care how fancy your tongues are, what your river dance is. I don't care how much you <laughs> preach, pray, and prophesy. I look at character. Your gift makes room for you, but character is your placeholder. And if you can't be on time, if you don't know how to talk to people, if you get an attitude because somebody else got picked to do something and you didn't, if you feel like you can bypass everybody that's already been there or the protocol that's in place, like that's beneath you or shouldn't apply to you, you will not be able to pick up the trash off the floor if you're not consistent. Because, 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 because all you got to do is start something for a little while and then stop it. Mm -hmm. It is starting to stop it. Once I start noticing that pattern, I take it from you all together. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Your services my, are not needed. My wife will tell you, I fire people. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will fire you. And I'm a nice guy, I give a lot of chances. But just know that when I fire you, it's because you messed up big time. Because mm -hmm. you fire them after I done been one to fire them. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop her from firing them. She's like, I'm going to fire them. I said, not yet. Not yet. Don't do that. You know, I'm Must we wait <laughs> until they destroy something else? I said, no, I just want to I, I just want to eliminate all excuses. So that way they can't say we didn't give them uh, an adequate chance. Must thou suffer this treatment? <laughs>
Yeah, but um, you know, so so you you you're coming to serve, and if you don't have a heart to serve, see some people, some people serve with a motive. Mm. But see, come on, but see, time reveals that. Yes, certain things I can discern, but I let time reveal. Mm-hmm. I let time reveal. Some people serve with a motive because they think that they're going to get the leader's approval. They're going to be close to the leader, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Man, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You will be found out every single time. Mm. God is dedicated to exposing you. Yes. And you will be found out every single time you do that. And when you join this new church, make some friends, make some real church family, yeah. venture over to the other side of the church, get connected with a group, get into a department, find something you can do and make some real friends. These should be the people to talk you out your stupid decision to leave because you met at the pastor in the first place. But seriously, get connected, uh, pray together, go out to lunch together, find some people that you can develop in humanity with. Yeah. You know, people who outside of church, you know, y'all kids can play together. Y'all can go out to eat, go to the beach and go to the amusement parks and just have fun in, in the non-church aspects of life. It helps you grow these bonds. It helps them to be a beacon in your life and you you to be a beacon of hope in theirs. And you guys can, you then you can truly say you have what God intended in the household of faith of real church family. Any closing remarks you got? I want to make a remark to what you just said. And then mm -hmm. we'll close out. Um, I love how the early church was, was. You know, they wasn't just people who just gathered on, at Solomon's porch. Mm. They didn't just have services. They was a community of people. Come on. They shared life with one another. And I think that's the key element that the church is missing. And, and, and see, one thing about these, a lot of these occultic um uh, organizations and things like this stuff that we label as cults. One of the things that they practice that we as the church is missing is community. Mm -hmm. Or at least they give the illusion of it. Yeah, you ever watch one of them cult movies? They all, they move like six of the women in a little townhouse together. They going grocery shopping together. They cooking together, washing farming. their laundry together, cleaning the house together. They farming together. They teaching the kids together. They, they've got a, a more, in a wicked sense, they have a more accurate understanding and execution of community than the majority of the body of Christ. Yeah. And if we could just master the concept of community, we'll stop losing people. Yes. I mean, some people are, are you know, some people are knuckleheads. Yeah. But we will lose less people, put it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, pastors will be less stressed. People will be fed and edified. Yes. We'll be able, we'll be able to buy land. Come we'll on We'll be now. able to own cities and, 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 and all of that. You know, we'll be able to mobilize better and get better results. But everybody got to get rid of their little eyes uh, and, and, and little use and let's become us. U.S. Not I. Not you. Us. All right. That's it. So, 
Thank you for joining us. I think this was a great yeah. discussion. Leave your thoughts, your remarks in the comments. Tell us what you think. If you're in a transition or you're looking for a new church, let us know what you're looking for, what you hope to do differently this time, now that you're in a different space. Until next time on the F3 Podcast, goodbye. <laughs>